0: You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of the podcast. I hope you all are doing well. A lot to get to on this edition of Locked On Cougars. No rest for the weary. If you're a member of the BYU men's basketball program, they are right back in action tonight as they take on the San Diego Toreros at the Slim Gym, a.k.a. Jenny Craig Pavilion. We'll take a look at that game, preview it for you guys. We'll also talk a little bit about BYU and National Signing Day coming up tomorrow. Preferred walk-ons are a big part of BYU football. Obviously, guys coming in without a scholarship to begin with, but if they make good on it, BYU is more than happy to reward them with that scholarship. We'll talk about the incoming crop of preferred walk-ons on today's podcast. And of course, we will catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news, some news involving NFL combine invites still being sent out, as well as other BYU programs in action yesterday and today. So a lot to get to ahead on today's podcast. It's all brought to you in part by our good friends at Squire and Company, BetOnline.ag and Rock Auto. We'll tell you about all three of those companies a little later on. So there you go, the roadmap of where we're going on today's podcast. And let's waste no more time and dive right in. This is the Locked On Cougars Podcast, Groundhog Day Edition, February 2nd, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your only daily BYU podcast that features all of the BYU sports news you guys need to know about each and every day, as well as the passing along insider tidbits that you will not find anywhere else. So if you're new to the show, that's what we aim to be. And make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening in from that way you never miss an episode and join us every day. This podcast, we try to keep it brief, 30 minutes or less, and get you on with your day. It's a great way to stay up to date with everything BYU. And a big thank you once again for your support of the podcast. Alright, getting rolling on today's show. BYU men's basketball is in action tonight. They are headed to San Diego. Or they're already in San Diego is what, I is what I should say. And they are in action tonight. Taking on BYU at the Slim Gym. What I like to call the Slim Gym. It's actually known as Jenny Craig Pavilion down there in San Diego. And this has been a place that BYU has struggled to play in the past. It's kind of like Firestone Fieldhouse with BYU lost last week against Pepperdine but I have to say this version of the San Diego Toreros hardly strikes fear in opponents they are not off to a great start this season 2-9 and nine on the year their only victories have come over Portland who is in 10th place in the West Coast Conference where San Diego is in 9th place and Cal Poly earlier this year so been some rough goings for San Diego they have had uh, multiple games cancelled and or postponed due to COVID concerns so they have had their share of issues. This game uh, kind of reminds me in a way of what we had against Pacific for BYU last week, where Pacific has not played a lot of games. Uh, In this case, San Diego has only played 11 games this year, which is actually more than Pacific had played. But nonetheless, this is not a great San Diego Toreros team. Joey Calcaterra is their leading scorer. He has played in seven of their games so far this year, averaging 12.9 points per game, uh, shooting 39.3% from three, so he's a pretty deadly shooter from outside. BYU want to keep him in check there. Josh Parrish, uh, their star forward, averaging 11.3 points per game and 4.3 rebounds. He is going to be kind of the threat inside. He's played in nine games this year. And then Frankie Hughes, kind of the third wheel for this program in scoring 9.3 points per game. Also playing in just seven games so far this year. But he's not shooting a high percentage from three, 28.3%. So this is a game I think BYU should have a good opportunity to hopefully kick off some of the rust that's accumulated in some of these games. Games recently, Obviously, the loss against Pepperdine hurt, and then you had to grind out an absolutely incredible double overtime victory over Pacific uh, to keep your NCAA tournament hopes alive. This is yet another game. If you go to San Diego and allow them to stay in this game and you lose it, this is one of those games that will put a stake right in the heart of your NCAA tournament hopes. I know Mark Pope spoke very highly of every game being a must win for the BYU basketball program, and I When he says that, I think a lot of people say, okay, coach, is it really a must win? Uh, Yeah, it is. There's really only one game remaining on BYU's schedule so far that I think they can afford to lose, and of course, that is the rematch against number 1 Gonzaga at the end of this month. Outside of that, BYU's got to pretty much run the table. You may be able to afford a loss to the likes of a St. Mary's coming up next week, but even then... That's still one of those games that you you should win the NCAA Tournament Committee. I think they're looking at BYU saying, okay, the West Coast Conference could be a two-bid league, but BYU has to take care of business on their end. Ken Pomeroy from KenPom.com, he believes BYU is going to be favored in every game from here until that Gonzaga matchup. Not necessarily saying that they're going to win every game, but he says they have the statistical advantage of playing against these teams and being the better program in each of the games, so So in theory, they should win most of them, if not all of them. Now, also Ken Pomeroy, he joined DJ and PK in the morning yesterday to talk a little bit about the BYU basketball program and actually I had a very interesting point about BYU and what they're trying to do. And the question that was posed to him was, hey, Ken, what is BYU status with regards to the NCAA tournament? Are they a bubble team? Where do they stand? Well, here's what Ken Pomeroy had to tell DJ and PK about the Cougars. Right now, it looks like they're still in good shape. It's not the same BYU t- team from last year. <laughs> they don't have anybody on the team that is as good as a Yoli child. They're T.J. Hawes or, or Jake they, you know They don't have guys that can make plays when, when the defense breaks down and that's really reflected in their stats. They're a pretty boring team statistically. They don't do anything great. They do enough things well that uh, I think they're clearly the second best team in that league and that's really the key is that the WCC is probably a two-bid league and that second bid is BYU's for the taking. There you go. Ken Pomeroy right, laying it out there. BYU doesn't do anything exceptionally well, but they do enough well uh, to use his words and construe them a little bit. It, but they do enough well enough to put themselves in a position to take that second bid out of the West Coast Conference. So if Ken Palmory believes BYU is on track, I know Joe Lunardi, who's kind of the foremost authority when it comes to projecting the field of 68 for the NCAA men's basketball tournament, he believes the Cougars are still firmly in the field. So you just take care of business if you're the Cougars and all should be well in BYU land. Obviously, you don't want to see a conference tournament upset or something like that, preclude BYU from making it into the tournament. I know there's a lot of debate out there. Should the West Coast Conference just outright cancel their conference tournament uh, due to COVID and also protecting BYU and Gonzaga? Or should the Cougars and the Zags just say, you know what? We ain't going. I know that would cause all kinds of consternation at ESPN and the West Coast Conference headquarters and other programs within the conference. I'm sure we'll be less than enthused about that. But really, at this point, it's all about protecting yourself from having a catastrophic loss. And a game like tonight, where BYU takes on San Diego, you need to avoid that so-called catastrophic loss. I've said it before. I said it on last week's podcast, after the loss to Pepperdine— You're afforded essentially what I call a mulligan each year, a game where you just didn't have it. You suffer one of those tough losses that doesn't look good on your resume. Well, you use that up if you're the BYU basketball program against the Pepperdine Waves. Now you just got to go out and take care of business everything I see about San Diego, everything I've read about them makes me think that BYU should be able to handle this game from the get-go, but you are going on the road, so you got to make sure that you are able to take your game on the road and prove that you can play. The nice part about this BYU basketball program is they are a grinder. They they are a team that doesn't mind just scuffling along and fighting you tooth and nail to grind out a win. That's actually a pretty admirable trait because a lot of programs and a lot of BYU programs in the past, that was not their styles, So it's nice to see a different mentality, a different style from this BYU basketball program, but looking forward, hopefully tonight, to seeing them have a little more polish on offense and go out and win a game in style over the San Diego Toreros. Alright, coming up here in just a minute, we'll switch gears, talk some BYU football. Uh, The Cougars obviously getting ready for National Signing Day. Not necessarily going to be the National Signing Day that you most expect with a lot of announcements, if any announcements, tomorrow, but preferred walk-ons will be Part of this program this fall. They always have a crop of them come in each season. Well, who is BYU bringing in this year? We'll run down the names you guys need to know about here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at rockauto.com. If you have any part for your car, your truck, or your SUV that you need, no matter what it is a brand new exhaust manifold, you need a new tail light, you need a new interior carpeting, a new rearview mirror no matter what it is, rockauto.com has all of the options available to you guys. Why pay up to twice as much at a store, a chain store, or at a dealership where they only have a select few options for you to select from? When you can go to rockauto.com, find all the manufacturers that make all the parts for your vehicle, select from them and have them shipped directly to your door. It's really that simple, folks. If you want to save money on taking care of your vehicle, go to rockauto.com, check it out. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to use. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and you can choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer, you can sort them out and you can just get it all taken care of and like I said, have it shipped directly to your door. The prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers once again why pay up to twice as much for the same part so give them a shot guys go to rockauto.com to see all the parts available for your car truck or SUV make sure while you're there to write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so that way they know that we sent you that's amazing selection reliably low pricing all the parts your car truck or SUV will ever need that's our good friends at rockauto.com Folks, it is that time of year. Okay, I get it's Valentine's Day, but I'm meaning something else. It is tax season. I know that word, tax man, obviously it conjures up all kinds of negative imagery, but I want to make it easy for you guys. Check out our brand new sponsor and good friends at Squire and Company. They are one of the largest Utah-based CPA firms, and they serve clients both here locally in the greater Utah area, but as well as clients throughout the United States. This company, Squire, was founded on the principle of earning the trust of their clients and helping them meet their financial goals no matter what you guys might need personal income taxes corporate and business taxes financial statement audits reviews and compilations squire can handle it all they're committed to helping individuals businesses and entrepreneurs set and meet their financial goals they're also excited to work with companies of all sizes if you got a startup you're just starting or you got a mature billion dollar company that you happen to be the owner of and then like to talk to you guys personally if that's just me but they can handle it all they've got the they are able to handle it. I, I can mean that sincerely when I say it, but talking with Ray Chipman. he works for Squire. He's a partner over there and he'd love to help you guys out. No matter where you're at with your business, you can reach out to him directly by emailing him at Raymond, R a Y M O N D C at squire.com. That's S Q U I R E.com. You also can learn more about Squire and company by going to www.squire.com, or you can reach out to Ray directly by calling him a, 801-477-4950. Squire does have two locations, one in Orem and also one in downtown Salt Lake City, so they can meet with you guys and get you on the way to making sure that everything's taken care of, everything's sewn up, buttoned up, your T's are crossed, your I's are dotted. You know how it is with tax season. You want to make sure everything's taken care of and Squire can handle it for you guys. Once again, reach out to Ray directly, C at Squire.com or give him a call, 801-477-4950. That's Squire and company, a proud partner with us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. Guys, we cover everything you need to know about the Cougars, but what about the rest of the sports universe? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It is hosted by Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Real simple, straightforward, and Nothing But The Facts. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. I want to encourage you guys to check it out. I listen to it every morning. It is a phenomenal podcast. And like I said, it will get you up to speed on everything in the sports world, just like we're doing on this podcast. National Signing Day is tomorrow. BYU, I think, is pretty much signed, sealed, and delivered their recruiting class in the early signing period. I'm ve- expecting very few, if any, announcements tomorrow during the official National Signing signing day. But if anything does come out, keep it locked on our Twitter feeds at Locked or myself at Jacob C Hatch. We'll have everything covered for you if something does come out. And we'll also do a recap edition tomorrow as well. But Looking ahead, obviously BYU, they have 85 scholarships, but you're allowed to have 123 players on your roster. That means a significant crop of walk-on talent is a member of the BYU football program. And as we have seen in the recent past, walk-on talent has been a big part of what BYU has been doing to have success. Think of Dax Milne. He's a walk-on to the BYU football program, proved his worth as a freshman walk-on, earned a scholarship, and now he's going to the NFL conference. He announced that yesterday. Congratulations to Dax—a pretty meteoric rise for that young man. Other people in that same circumstance: Gabe Summers, one of the stalwarts along BYU's defensive line; Air Wake, Mason Wake himself from Lone Peak High School. He is still technically a walk-on, and the walk-on program for BYU has been super beneficial for this program. It's brought a lot of talent in. It's been able to get guys into positions where they can succeed, and Kalani Satake has proven, and he does this when he recruits these walk-ons, these preferred walk-ons. He tells them, you come in here and you prove you're better than the other guys we have on scholarship. Guess what? We will get you on scholarship. We will take care of you guys. So obviously a brand new crop of walk-on talent coming to BYU, and I want to run down the names you guys may want to pay attention to with regards to this year's preferred walk-on. So let's start off we talked about this guy last week on the podcast. You may recall Maguire Anderson from J.W. Mitchell High School in Florida. A kick return, punt returner, wide receiver, defensive back prospect. He is a legacy prospect and coming clear across the country to play for the Cougars, but he wants to play for the same program his father did. And best of luck to him. Uh, Maguire Anderson, I think it was like 45 yards per kick return last year for uh, J.W. Mitchell High School. So a pretty impressive some impressive numbers there. Hopefully that translates over to the college level and best of luck to him. A little closer to home, Austin Bell from Corner Canyon High School. You guys know if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, I cover a lot of high school football. I have seen Austin Pe- Austin Bell excuse me, play football multiple times for the Chargers. They're the back-to-back 6A state champions here in the state of Utah. Austin Bell, he is a great pickup as a preferred walk-on for the BYU football program. He's going to give you his heart and soul and do everything he can he possibly can to give you the best opportunity to win he is a fantastic football player and i mean that sincerely i am looking forward to seeing him join the running back room at byu and he's actually joining at a decent time in my opinion considering you have guys like a tyler algier lopini katoa well they're probably going to age out here and move on to the next level at some point and that could open opportunity if austin bell can come in and show what he can do he could find himself moving up the depth chart relatively quickly quickly another guy we We've talked about recently, Micah Fea from Orem High School. He is the quarterback recruit for this recruiting class. Kalani Sataki and Aaron Roderick have said multiple times that he refused to go through a recruiting cycle without adding a quarterback, whether it is a preferred walk-on or a scholarship guy. In this case, Micah Fea will be a walk-on to the BYU football program. A part-time starter at quarterback for Orem High School. Are they four-time defending state champions in the state of Utah? Something like that. They've had an incredible run just up the road for from BYU and Faya I think brings the size the intrigue of a quarterback prospect who's six foot four with a decent arm to see what he can see how he can develop excuse me wow I'm struggling with Aaron Roderick coaching him and hopefully all goes according to plan up next is Riker Keel from Morgan High School of course the Morgan Trojans are a 3A program here in the state of Utah but don't let that kind of dissuade you from believing in this young man He is a good lineman I think he'll end up on the defensive line for BYU I could see him being in the type of a role of a Gabe Summers not necessarily the most physically gifted player but gets the job done looking forward to seeing what Riker Keel does as a Cougar and a mile away from BYU is Timview High School that pipeline continues to feed the Cougars Kel Richardson a committed to BYU he is a linebacker prospect for the the Timp Thunderbirds. A little bit undersized, but as I said, similar to Austin Bell, he is a guy who's going to give you everything he's got to make his team successful. I look forward to seeing him join the linebacking core for BYU and showing what he can do. But man, I like this crop. And I'll get I'll get more thoughts on this crop overall of preferred walk-ons. But I'm telling you, the guys BYU's adding in this preferred walk-on class. They are guys who have been a little bit overlooked. Maybe not the biggest guys, don't have the measurables you want, don't have the biggest arm, etc. But they are going to give you their heart, soul, and body to have success. Another guy like that is Joshua Singh from Orem High School. I'm not sure he's taller than five foot nine, honestly, but he's a defensive lineman who is an absolute demolition, a wrecking ball in the middle of the defensive line. He's a true bowling ball. Five foot nine, probably 280, 290 pounds. He is absolutely incredible. I loved watching Joshua Singh play. He's one of those guys you, it's easy to root for because he looks like the everyman getting the job done out there for Orham High School, and I think this is a solid pickup for the Cougars. Think of a guy like Atunaisa Amahe, even though Amahe probably towers over Joshua Singh. A little bit undersized in terms of their height but they can still play ball along that defensive line, use that natural leverage being a shorter player against taller offensive linemen and hopefully can be successful at the D1 level. A couple more guys, another guy local, close to home is Will Zundel from American Fork High School. There have been a number of wide receivers who have come out of this program in the last few years to join the BYU football program Chase Roberts, chief among them the four-star prospect who's returning from his mission. Well, Will Zundel will join the BYU football program. A very tall, lanky prospect. If they can pack the weight onto him in BYU's weight program. I could actually see him ending up as a tight end. He's listed at 6'5", 220 pounds. He's not the most fluid athlete I have ever seen, but what I can tell you is he has got great hands. When a ball gets close to him, he's got the catch radius to go up and get it at 6'5", you would hope so, and hopefully uh, Will Zundel can actually show some things once he gets to BYU. He's going to try and follow in the same mold of a guy like Dax Milne, a completely different player considering Dax Milne's, what, 5'11", 190? Well, Will Zundel, five, two 220 pounds. He has got all of the size you want to see. So I'm looking forward to seeing him showing what he can do when he gets to BYU. And then finally, we go to Idaho. Peyton Van Steenkist. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. He is going to be a defensive secondary or wide receiver prospect for the Cougars. He comes from Rigby High School, which is just outside of Idaho Falls. Of course, a very large Mormon or... Members of the Church of Jesus Christ, of Latter-day Saint contingent there. It's one of the ancestral homelands of members of the church. And Peyton Van Steenkist looks like one of the latest guys to come out of Idaho. And best of luck to him as he joins the BYU football program seeking to earn a scholarship for himself. I know the graphic that was sent out about Van Steenkist showed him as a defensive back. Five foot nine, 180 pounds. Oh not five foot nine. Five foot eleven, excuse me. I am shortchanging him, two inches. Peyton, I apologize. 5'11, 180 pounds. Seems like maybe a tailor made guy to play safety for the Cougars, but he'll also get his opportunity offensively if things don't work out in the defensive secondary. So there you go. The names of the guys who will be joining BYU so far in their preferred walk on class. Obviously, there'll be other names that pop up. We'll be sure to track those names over the coming days and months. Uh, The funny thing about preferred walk ons is they could join the program as late as the day before training camp and even in the middle of training camp they could join the program so there's going to be other names that probably pop up between now and this fall Uh, and we'll track it for you that's what we do we're here every day talking about everything going on in BYU sports so make sure to join us each day as we keep you up to speed on all things Cougars all right coming up here in just a moment we'll wrap up today's show with some other news and notes involving the BYU football Football program, BYU Women's Golf in Action, as well as cross country having a fantastic showing to open their spring season down in Las Vegas. We'll run all that down here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at BetOnline.ag, folks. If you want to get in on the sports betting world, you want to get off the couch and get in on the action, do it with BetOnline.ag. The best part about Bet Online is it has all of the sports or prop bets you could ever want to bet on, whether it's college hoops, the NBA, Super Bowl this weekend, uh, college football when that season's in action, Major League Baseball upcoming, NHL. They've got it all for you guys in a real simple website. Go to betonline.ag. You can sign up for a free account and while you're there, when you make your first deposit, use the promo code LOCKED ON for a 50% welcome bonus. Free money. You heard me right. Free money from our friends at betonline.ag. So for example, you put in 10 bucks, they'll give you 5 bucks for free. It's real Simple math to do, so take advantage of it now. Sportsbooks, they are not about giving out free money, but betonline.ag is willing to do it. So put the money where your mouth is and get in on the action now with Bet Online. They are your online sportsbook experts. All right, folks, want to remind you guys to check out Locked On College Football. It is a daily podcast focused on the sport we all love. I was actually the special guest on yesterday's edition. If you get a chance to listen to that, had a lot of fun talking all things BYU. want to encourage you guys to check it out each day, just like this podcast. It's Locked On College Football, available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, wrapping up a Tuesday edition of the podcast now with a rundown of everything else you need to know about the BYU football program and the other sports in action. Let's start off with the NFL Combine. Congratulations, as I mentioned earlier on, Dax Milne earning that NFL Combine invite. Also, Matt Bushman, surprisingly enough, getting that invite. And if you're invited to the NFL Combine, they're actually projecting you to be an NFL draft pick. So that means that four players, at least we know of, announcing they've been invited to the NFL Combine, well, they should potentially be NFL draft picks. I would expect that Zach Wilson and Brady Christensen, who have not announced formally if they have been invited to the Combine, probably were, but just haven't announced it on social media. So that puts BYU at six Combine invites so far, potentially maybe one or two more out there. But if BYU only has the six, as our good friend BYU Statsman on Twitter put out, that would actually tie with 2002 for the most players sent to the NFL Combine, second most all-time. So pretty impressive crop of talent from the BYU football program this year. And best of luck to all of them. We're still efforting to get them here on the podcast to talk about their BYU experience and also preparing for the pros. We'll be tracking that and getting you guys up to speed on that in coming days as we hear back from their agents and the like. Other news we need to touch on today. Congratulations to both the number 2 BYU men's cross-country team and number 3 BYU women's cross-country program, as they won, they swept the two races at the Silver, Silver State Cross Country Challenge at the Craig Ranch Regional Park in Las Vegas yesterday. Number two BYU men's cross country. Past number one NAU to win the event with forty nine points. Number one Northern Arizona had fifty four points to finish in second place. Whereas BYU women's cross country, number three in the country, they swept and won the overall title in the quote unquote fast race. They also had what they called the green race, which is for underclassmen and the like. And BYU, funny enough, in the men's and that B squad finished one through five to sweep the top five. A perfect finish in that uh, green race for them. Also, three Cougars on the women's side raced in that green race. Freshman Caroline McCleskey won the race by three-tenths of a second in her collegiate debut, so congratulations to her on that. So a great showing in Las Vegas for both the men's and women's cross-country programs. Also, women's golf was in action yesterday. They'll wrap up play today at the SMU Trinity Forest Invitational. After the first two rounds of action, BYU is in eighth place at 36 over par. Number one Baylor is four under Oklahoma State plus nine. Host SMU is actually in 10th place, two spots behind the Cougars. They'll finish up play in that tournament today. We'll have a recap of how the Cougars finish for you guys on tomorrow's podcast. All right, That'll do it for a Tuesday edition of the show. Cannot thank you guys enough for your support of the podcast. It is a blast to be with you guys each and every day. Make sure to follow along every day. Join us every day. Hit that follow or subscribe button. Also follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Search us out, at Lock on Cougars. My personal Twitter feed, if you'd like to follow me there, is at Jacob C. Hatch. And as always, you can weigh in via email by emailing us. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Hope you guys are all doing well. And you know what? We'll be back with you guys again tomorrow because that's what we do right here on Locked On Cougars. Until then, once again, have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for February 2nd, 2021. And we will talk. Talk to you guys manana.